I hate gift giving and receiving. Receiving gifts is so weird. What do you say? Thank you. This is Coffee Convos with Kale Lowry and Lindsay Chrisley. I really want you to be in your feels, Kale. That does not interest me whatsoever. I feel very attacked by you. A spirited discussion about motherhood, friendship, family, and life in the public eye. I'm just not with the fakery anymore. There's a fakery bakery around here. <laughs> Here's Kale and Lindsay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Why did it sound like that? <laughs> I'm very tired and also dehydrated. Um, so we're just doing the best we can today. Oh my god! <laughs> very low energy at my house. At my house. <laughs> okay, I have to tell you what happened to me this morning. What so, happened? So I wake up and Jackson has the standardized testing this week, and I think that most elementary school kids are pretty much on like that same track as far as like geographically here for sure. Um, I think Chloe had hers last week. His is this week. And so I was like, we need to get in bed like good on Sunday and just, you know, like really be prepared and whatever. And so got in the bed early and um, I woke up semi, it was middle of the night for me. By the time I woke up, it was like midnight, but I woke up with bubble guts and like they could not stop. Like I would go back to bed and bubble guts came back. And I was like, okay, um, if Kill has given me the stomach flu all the way from Delaware, it's going to be a big fucking problem because I need to travel today and I clearly cannot drive four hours with the bubble guts. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely the fuck not. So what was it? So I text Kristen and I'm like, um, are you still awake? And I get no response back because obviously she was not still awake. And I just needed to let her know like immediately around 11 something that my stomach was like not feeling well. So that's what was going on. And I was like, okay, well, in the event that um, – I'm going to have this bubble gut situation, then maybe I'll just like wake up super, super early on Tuesday and drive, which will just be a catastrophe, but whatever. So woke up this morning feeling okay. And I was like, obviously the natural thing to do would be to get Jackson to school and go to a cardio class like this morning. Um, if you're going to shit yourself, it'll definitely be during a cardio class. So <laughs> go to this Pilates cardio class and just bebop across the street to the Target, go in because I'm like, I need to grab some like little essentials for traveling. So I'm like, I need an Alani and I need to obviously go to like the tree hut aisle and find me like a scrub that I want to take. And I go and check out and I'm on the phone with my nanny and I get to the car and I realize the car is fucking locked and I have no key in sight. So your key was in the store? Okay. Well, so I had convinced myself that somehow I managed to like – I was talking to Nanny when I got out of the car. So I was like maybe somehow I managed to like hit the lock by accident with the key in it. But like would it lock? I have no idea. So I'm standing there just looking at the car as if it's just going to miraculously – open. And I'm like, okay, great. Like I'm trying not to stress out. And this was not the day for this to happen of all days. Um, standing there with just a bag of Alani and sugar scrub. And I call Kristen and I'm like, Hey, it's not good. Like, (laughs) (laughs) please don't make me laugh because my ribs hurt from throwing Uh, up. (laughs) You said just, it's not good. It's like, she's probably like, what's not good. What's not good. Yeah. And I said, um, 
I've I've locked myself out of my car. And she's like, well, where are we? And I'm like, we are at Target and I, I don't know what to do. So of course, Kristen being the superhero that she is, she's like, okay, well, you can get the Lexus app and that should be able to help you unlock the car, which sure enough, it did. Oh, good. And I peruse around the car, no key to be found. So I try to retrace my steps. And we tell our kids to do this all the time, right? Like if they forget something, it's like retrace your steps. But you don't realize Mm -hmm. how hard it actually is to do that when you're an adult doing it. So I'm like going to the Alani aisle and then I'm going to like the tampon aisle and then the sugar scrub aisle. And when I hit that sugar scrub aisle – the keys were laying right there where I had been opening all of Tree Hut's shit, Products. like smelling it. <laughs> so I was able, <laughs> I was able to come home, and I was like, I like this. This was not part, honestly, part of the plan today because I still have not packed. And then this led me down a whole rabbit hole of having a conversation with myself, which I'm going to have the same conversation with you right now. Um, why did our parents not prepare us better for traveling when we were kids? Because as an adult, there's just so much shit that has to be done before you travel that it's like not even worth it to me. My mom never traveled with me. So um, she probably just never thought of that. But yeah, no, traveling is, I also haven't packed and um <laughs> What a fucking nightmare. Um, I'm so glad that you got the app, but also that's why I tell my kids they need to keep track of all their shit. I'm not going to keep track of it for them. But also I think about that all the time because I love traveling so much, but it's not even the traveling that I like. It's once I get to the destination, the actual travel itself is a fucking nightmare. Oh, I absolutely hate every part of it. Um, I'm trying to figure out how I was going to get to the rental car today. And I don't know why, like I didn't pre-plan this out. So I'm like, okay, I could Uber there. I could call Will Campbell. Um, I'm doing neither of those things. So I'm definitely calling one of my friends. Um, I, last night I was having a little bit of anxiety about traveling because I was like, I, even though I love to travel, I've been having a lot of issues because, you know, last year was a struggle with me and all the baby daddies. And so I realized that when I travel, shit always pops off. Somebody always doesn't like what I'm doing. Somebody always doesn't, there's always an issue while I'm gone. And so that has truly like stressed me out and really put a damper on work plans, leisure plans, like any travel type of things, like just knowing that I won't be in the area to like fix it or, um, and I, you know, Javi and I are getting along, Joe and I are getting along, you know, Chris and I, it depends on the day. I'm just like, what is going to happen when I leave? Even though all the dads are going to have their children, what is going to happen? I'm still going to do something that somebody doesn't like. Well, that's another part of the travel that when you're co-parenting, and especially for you because you're co-parenting with multiples. Too many. Too many. Three too many specifically. Um, It's a lot. Like – trying to do that and trying to coordinate a schedule and I'm on a 50-50 custody share. So, you know, trying to get my days back because you want to be selfish and be like, okay, well, I'm losing two days for work. So I need to gain those two days back somehow. And then it throws you all off your schedules for like a couple of weeks until you make those days back up. 
it's an absolute shit show. And I'm like, okay, I need to water my ferns. I need to take out my trash. I'm not trying to get cussed out by the HOA for leaving my trash out there for like two days too long. Um, but going to take the risk because I'm not trying to come home and my garage, garage smell like rank chicken. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a lot trying to think of outfits and, um, I am the absolute worst packer that I have ever known in my entire life. Is it you or is it me? Because I'm also a horrible packer. Okay. So I think we're two different types of horrible packers. You pack literally everything in no specific order and it just like all goes into a suitcase and it's a bomb when you open it up and like there might be winter stuff or there might be summer stuff or like there might be a bathing suit we don't know (laughs) you never know what you're gonna get you don't me I try to be so methodical that I think that like that's where I go wrong like I have all my okay. packing cubes and like all the things. And I'm like, okay, panties and socks, the panties that I don't wear, but like might need them, like need to go in this packing cube. And then I have one for like athletic shorts in case I need athletic shorts. I think of all possible scenarios and it's just like way too much overthinking, but I typically don't forget stuff. Okay. I mean, I'm definitely getting better about the not forgetting stuff. Um, When I went to Thailand, I packed exactly what I needed, nothing more, nothing less. And it was literally everything that I could have. It was perfect. So I'm hoping to do that for this. Um, I'm also hoping that you do that for this as well. Um, Can you tell me what your plans are for Nashville outside of plans with me or you can't tell me? Oh, um, no, I'm I'm doing the bunny podcast and um, she is Jelly Roll's wife. I'm excited Which I know you're a fan of, of Jelly Roll, so I thought that was, um, you know, a fun little, a fun little interview. And um, I'm trying to think, I, Kristen, am I doing anything else? Hopefully, not shitting your pants. That's what I'm hoping, <laughs> and puking your guts no. out. Um, I'm, I'm should be done shitting and puking. I'm just a little like my stomach is just a little uneasy. Um, I think it's more or less like not having like solid food for the last three, four days. Um, but I did have a question because I said to Kristen yesterday, I'm like, I can't chug water because it makes my stomach really upset, Mm -hmm. which is weird because I can eat chicken broth and soup and that's made with water and I can drink the broth and it's fine, but I can't drink water because it's too heavy. Um, I feel like Kristen's told us about this before and that like water will make you puke. Yeah. And especially if you chug it, it'll just like make you barf. But you're so Um, thirsty. That's the, that was my biggest problem. And like, I haven't had, I haven't had like diarrhea or thrown up in at least 24 hours. So I will be definitely good by the time we get together so that you're, you're not, I'm not contagious. Um, but I'm just so thirsty right now and I'm still just sipping on Gatorade and Coke. Can you tell me, um, parents who have kids that get sick and they either get sent home from school sick or they have a sickness and it like lasts maybe like two days or something, they run a fever and then their fever goes away. Like how long are you allowing them to go? Like how many days are you keeping them out of school or like any type of like extracurricular activity or anything like that? 
I was always taught fever free for 24 hours. And then um, I did read somewhere that like, if it's gastro, it's 48 hours after symptoms. So I was like, okay, cool. I thought that was fine. But um, I texted my aunt, she's a doctor. And I, I said to her, Hey, so since you're an aunt, or since you're, yeah, <laughs> since you, you're you an are aunt. my aunt, since you're an aunt, I said, since you're a doctor, how long after being, um, after a child being sick, can they go back to their sports? And she said, depends what they're sick with. Um, you'd be okay sending one free from illness for a day and well hydrated. And I said, stomach bug, you know, 48 hours, you should be fine. I also asked the pediatrician, um, because I wasn't sure how that would work. And they also said the same thing, like, 24 to 48 hours symptom and fever free. Yeah. So I think that if they have no symptoms and also no fever in 24 hours, that it's probably pretty safe. That's the rule that we. Because that's what the daycares and like schools, like that's what they all say. Unless it's obviously COVID, then you follow those protocols. Okay. But then have you ever had a child go to school and tell their teacher that they threw up last night and then you send your kid to school and then they immediately get sent home because that happened to Will. No. (laughs) Wait, did he really throw up last night? No. So this was like a couple of weeks ago. Supposedly Jackson threw up and I think it probably, because Jackson will like randomly throw up where he's like snuck snuck into like the Mm -hmm. pantry and probably like overindulged himself in chocolate or, you know, like something that he's not supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden, he'll act like he has the stomach bug. He pukes, and it's like a one-time puke, and then it's nothing else, like never had a fever, nothing. So this is what happened. Jackson went to school, and you know how they have like the morning – they call it morning meeting at his school, but like where they sit like on the rug and stuff, and they talk about yesterday or whatever. Mm -hmm. So this must have been like on – a Monday morning and they were talking about their weekends and Jackson decides to share with the entire class that he threw up last night. Oh, good. Okay. So immediately he got sent home and Will was like, I'm not with this shit. Like, no, like do not go to the school and tell everybody that you puked last night. (laughs) Like, please do not do that. (laughs) Like, no. Speaking of, um, Jackson is really excited about us being on this work trip. This week, do you want me to tell you why? Yes. Because he gets to ride the bus every day. Oh, okay. I, I had a feeling. <laughs> and he'll get to get together with Lincoln in June. Yes. I'm so excited about that. I have not told him because I want to make sure that like our plans are like solid because once – Yeah, totally. Once I tell him about it – are your kids like this? Like once you tell them something, it's yes. like they just like keep asking – yeah. And it's like, there's no point. And so I agree. And so many times that's happened, like where, you know, think, things fall through, especially because, you know, my friends are all in different states. And so like you, Sterling, Kristen, um, you know, when I was friends with Rachel, things like that, it was like things would fall through. And so we would tell the kids and then they'd get all excited and then it wouldn't work out. And so I don't do that anymore. I also haven't seen Lincoln because he's been on vacation with his dad. Um, so I don't plan on telling him I'm just going to take him. <laughs> You're like, we're just going on a flight that we might miss or that we might make, but like, it'll be a good time and it'll be fine. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We like to talk about therapy a lot on this podcast and you've probably heard us talk about BetterHelp before. BetterHelp is definitely 
one of my favorite things to recommend for people because I think it is so important to your life. When you feel you're at your best, you can do great things, but sometimes life just gets you bogged down. You can feel overwhelmed or like you're just not showing up the way that you want to, but working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. When you feel empowered, you're prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash coffee today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash coffee. Pick up that glass of Pinot Grigio, your drink of choice, and come have some fun with us on Turtle Time. We're going to do more than just drink and party on this podcast, Mom. I know, I know. Okay, if you don't know who I am, well, I'm Ramona Singer, and that's my daughter, Avery. And you probably know us best from the Real Housewives of New York. And now you'll get to know us even better on our podcast, Turtle Time. Let's make more iconic moments together every Wednesday. It's Turtle Time. Follow, rate, and review now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. I do need to ask you a question because I struggled a little bit with this this past week. And I don't know if it is the season that's changing or if it's just like getting close to school being out that like transitions are becoming a little bit harder. But this last week, our co-parenting transition was really, really hard. And I noticed things that I haven't been noticing in the past. And I remember you saying something about like transition days and stuff. Do you Mm -hmm. remember that? Yeah, yeah. What were the tips um, the, on that? Um, Epsom salt bath. Um, I forget. I need to look them back up because I definitely have it in my tab somewhere. But it was like um, – oh, shit. I wish I had them right like off the top of my head. But I know like Epsom salt bath was one of them because I've been doing those for Creed. But transition days are like super hard on the kids even though they might not even show it sometimes. Like they are actually really, really hard on them. So that does make sense. I'll find the tips and I'll send them to you. Um, I would love that. I think that from this point forward on our transition days that we're just going to kind of like plan nothing because I think that might be where I've been going wrong because when I have him, I want to do all the things. It's like I never want to be just like settled at home. It's like once Mm -hmm. I get him, I want to go here because he loves it here or I want to go there because he loves it there. And I think sometimes it just gets like a little chaotic and maybe I need to plan that transition day for us just to be at the house, maybe make like his favorite dinner and just kind of like lay low because after the next day he was okay, but it took like 24 hours to like retransition, which is just something that we have not experienced. I think that's a really good idea. Um, doing like his favorite dinner or whatever meal, like favorite meal, um, just like kind of lay low that day, help him adjust to going back to your house or, you know, we'll help him go adjust over there. Um, I don't, I don't know why this is sticking out in my head, but when I was reading about it, it was saying not to make your kids pack a bag. Um, and I don't know if that goes towards like because of anxieties or if it makes, I don't know why that is sticking out in my brain right now, but, um, I definitely think that's like a good idea. Like, I know you want to do all the things, but also just keeping in mind that, you know, he is still really young and so it can still be really difficult. Um, you guys will talk, you'll, you'll get this figured out. It just, 
it sucks because even when you think things are going well for a really like significant amount of time, you can still kind of not take steps backwards, but there can still be hard transition days. Well, I think also because Will and I have such a unique co-parenting relationship, like I feel like we get along way better than most co-parents do, Mm -hmm. that it can be a little bit confusing to a child that is witnessing that because I do think that Jackson views it as, oh, if you can get along this well, why can't you just be like a mom and a dad that lives in the same house? Right. If you get along this well, why can't you guys be together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can can see that. Like Will's welcome over here or I'm welcome over there. Um, When we exchange or like exchange the dogs, it's very cordial. It's very friendly. Um, So I think sometimes maybe he gets in his head thinking, oh, well, you know, like maybe my parents will get back together because they're getting Mm -hmm. along so well. And it's just like a – I couldn't – I never really thought that about my parents. So like I can't imagine what that would feel like because I never wanted my parents to be together. Right. I definitely think that Lincoln went through a period like that. Um, cause there was a, there was a small period of time where Lincoln was asking questions and, um, you know, towards, I would say like last year, he, he did it like verbally express, like he hates when me and him, me and his dad fight. And even though he doesn't see us fight, he can feel it. Mm-hmm. And he, he told me, he's like, I hate it. Um, and then he was asking me questions about like, when did you guys get married? When did you guys get divorced? Why did you guys get divorced? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and I think. That was something that we talked about like months ago when I said, I don't know what this will do to the kid in the future, like to Lincoln specifically, you know, him seeing us get along so well, why aren't we getting, why aren't we together? But I also think as adults, like when they're, when they're adults, Jackson and Lincoln included, um, they'll look back and just be like, oh, that's what that was. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like hindsight is always twenty twenty kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I actually had both of the dogs at my house this weekend because I did like pet portraits with Jackson and Della and Georgia. And so I think that that might've had a little bit to do with some of it too. Mm. You know, having both of the dogs here where they're not normally both here. They're normally, Georgia is the dog that goes between Della's always at Will's house. So I think there was just like a couple of outliers, you know, that we're in there that normally aren't. And then also preparing for me to be out of town, which I'm normally not, you know, that's hard on kids. Oh yeah. Oh, Lincoln, not Lincoln. Lux has a hard time with me even just leaving the freaking house. So, um, you know, throw, throw a a work trip in there or just like a personal leisure trip in there and kids don't even know what to do. Um, I have another question because this was really, really hard this past week. Do any of your kids have, problems with like hygiene? Yeah. Um, I have to get on to my kids about hygiene all the time. And I literally said to Isaac, when I dropped him off at school this morning, I said, while you're at your dad's this week, you need to stay on top of your showering, your um, nails and your ears. I said, I'm tired of telling you. I said, and I know like, this is no shade to Joe, but like (laughs) he doesn't stay on top of it because I asked Isaac, I said, does your dad remind you all the time? And he said, no. Um, and so I'm like, you have to stay on top of it and stop waiting for your dad to say something to you. Mm -hmm. You're 13 now. Like this is a big deal. And I, I'm constantly 
last night when I tucked him into bed, I said, you have an orthodontist appointment tomorrow. Please make sure you brush your teeth tonight and you brush them in the morning. Like, I don't know if it's a boy thing. I don't know if it's a kid thing. I don't know what it is. Um, but I'm just, it's, it scares me because I, I feel like I don't know if they're going to do this as adults. That's my biggest fear. I'm like, okay, <laughs> Will was having a conversation with Jackson and I was a um, present party of this conversation and it was an unpleasant one. And it was basically just about like hygiene and how, you know, essentially you're over halfway to the point of you're going to be on your own, like you're 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And why are we having these conversations that I don't feel like our parents had with us, but like maybe they did. I've always just been a super clean person. So I, and, and my parents are also very super clean. So that would have never even been a thought. I don't think to like get in the shower and be in there and not use soap. Like that was never a thing that probably crossed my mind. But I think that kids are so distracted these days. And also they're, I feel like they're more bamboozly. Like, I don't know why I feel like they're bigger bamboozlers than us. I don't know. You were a pretty big bamboozler though. Um, (laughs) I just couldn't imagine taking the time to take my clothes off, to get in the shower, to wash my hair and my body and not do it. Like that just does not, the math ain't mathing to me. So I've been on this kick with Jackson about, hey, you know, like it's normal, like you should be clipping your nails and I will clip them for you and your dad will clip them for you. Mm -hmm. But like it needs to be done every week, like your toenails. Like I don't want to see dirt and grime like underneath your toenails. That's disgusting. And also, um, I don't want to see possible dandruff going on because you haven't washed your hair in three weeks or, you know, I don't know. It's just aggravating. And so I told him, I'm like, I'm tired of having these same conversations over and over again. So because it's such an issue, um, if you can't figure out how to wash your hair and be mindful of doing that when you get in the shower and the water's actually hitting your friggin' scalp, then we're going to cut it off. So Will's like, we're going to buzz cut your hair if you can't learn to like properly wash your hair. No, I told Isaac the same thing. I didn't say the buzz cut thing, but I was like, you're 13 now. Like, what are you going to do as an adult? What are you going to do? And I'm going to take it even a step further yesterday because I've had the stomach bug. Um, You know, Isaac was helping around the house a little bit more. Like typically he has like his set chores or whatever. And I'm like, you know, you need to do the litter boxes and stuff like that. I said, and I need you to typically Lincoln and him would take turns with like dishwasher trash or whatever. I said, I need you to unload the dishwasher and load the dishwasher. I said, but you have to do that before you do the cat litter, because after you do the cat litter, you have to take a shower. I said, I don't want you touching clean or dirty dishes after touching the cat litter. Yeah, that's disgusting. And he was saying how he can't um, load the dishwasher because it's disgusting. And I said, well, what are you going to do when you get your own apartment? Mm-hmm. When you get your own apartment and your dishes are stacked up and you don't want to clean them or put them in the dishwasher, then what? He's like, well, then I'll just buy new ones. And I'm like, no, you can do this. And he's like, but I can't. And I'm like, weaponized incompetence is so real. And it's so real. And again, I don't know if it's boys. I don't know if it's all kids, but it is so frustrating because I just don't know if I'm getting through to him really, because the other ones are still young. Um, 
Lincoln's to a point now where, you know, I'm, I'm on top of him, but you know, his, he doesn't really give me a hard time like Isaac does. So have you guys ever wondered why laundry detergent comes in a massive plastic jug? Because I don't want it in my laundry room. And 91% of those inconvenient, awkward, heavy jugs end up in landfills and oceans, which is harming our planet and marine life. It's so sad. There has to be a better way. And it's not like you can just stop doing laundry, right? So I switched to Earth Breeze. This is one of the one things that I already have packed. I always carry these with me whenever I travel because it's like dryer sheets, but they're not. It's revolutionary liquidless laundry detergent that dissolves 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold. No measuring, no mess, and no heavy plastic jugs. You just toss the sheet in. And EarthBreeze has just really made the whole concept of detergent better. The packaging is lightweight, biodegradable, and plastic free. It's great for all laundry lifestyles, even sensitive skin. Their eco sheets are hyperallergenic and dermatologist tested. They also offer flexible subscriptions that can be adjusted, paused, or canceled by you at any time. No contracts or fees delivered right to your door via free carbon neutral shipping at a frequency you can set that works for your unique lifestyle. You don't have to take our word for it. You can try it for yourself with your risk-free 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't like it, EarthBreeze will give you a full refund, no questions asked, and no returns necessary. Switch from the old-fashioned goo to something new. Right now, our listeners can subscribe to EarthBreeze and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash coffee combos to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash coffee combos for 40% off earthbreeze.com slash coffee combos. I don't know if it's specific personalities because it's also weird. Like you can raise your kids the exact same Mm -hmm. and you'll have issues with one that you don't have with another. And it's like, where was the disconnect? Like where, where did that happen? I don't really have anything to compare it to because I only have one, but the hair thing. So I've, you know, Will and I have tried really hard to stay on the same same wavelength. Remember when we were having the conversation about like doing the same chores and like having Mm -hmm. the same, you know, whatever. So tried really, really hard and I stay on him on the same things that Will stays on him about. And finally, I was just like, no, like I'm going to take you and make a believer out of you. So after your Friday church at school, I pick you up you have a hair appointment and you're probably not going to like what's going to happen, but it's happening. So take him to this hair appointment. And the poor lady, she's like, you're doing me dirty today. She's like, you're doing me real dirty. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He's done himself dirty and I'm doing no (laughs) one dirty. So he just needs to get in the chair and he needs to suck it up. Kale, when I tell you, you would have thought that someone killed one of our animals, like his eyes. It was like crocodile tears. His lips were like quivering. It wasn't even cut that short, but it was like enough of a drastic change Mm -hmm. to make a believer out of him. Do you know that that child has asked me every day? Cause I told him, I'm like, you only use shampoo two days a week. Like the other days use conditioner. Cause I don't want your hair drying out. Um, he's asked me every day since that he was like, mom, which one do I do shampoo or conditioner? Which one? See, and that's the thing. It's like, why? This is like yelling at your kids, right? Like, please know that before I start yelling at my kids, I have asked them several times nicely, right? It's the same thing for this. It's like, 
I mean, I personally feel like you're the consequence fit the crime, Mm -hmm. right? Like you can't take care of your hair, unfortunately. So now I have to help you understand that now we have to keep your hair short. Oh yeah. You know, I completely think that that is an appropriate situation until you learn how to wash your hair and take care of your hair properly. You know, this is what we have to do. It sucks, but it is what it is. Um, But it's the same thing with like yelling at them. Why, why is it taking me screaming at you to finally understand like what is going on? And so now he wants to take care of his hair, but once he grows his hair back, will he keep up with it? And see, I try not to go the screaming route because I used to tell my dad growing up, I was like, if you think that I'm hearing you because you're talking louder, like I'm not. (laughs) not. At the point that you start hollering and carrying on because I didn't listen to you the first however many times, I definitely tuned you out on this one because now I'm fucking terrified and I don't know what's about to happen, but I certainly know it's not going to be good. So I try to just maintain some level of cool. And I was as cool as a cucumber, honey. I went and got me a kale salad, some chicken from Chick-fil-A, a lemonade. I sat up in that hair salon and I watched him getting his hair cut. I ate my lunch. I was calm, collected. And I was like, you know what? When you learn to properly take care of your hair and do the self-care things that we have asked you to do as parents, that we've asked you for years, like this has been like a years in the making situation coming. So don't be upset now. This is the consequence for you doing what you were doing. But then I saw this TikTok and I want to play it because it is about punishment versus discipline. And it's very interesting. Um, Have you seen this? No. You haven't? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I want to play it because I think that a lot of people will benefit from listening to this. Okay. You would rather punish your kid than discipline them. Let me explain the difference. Punishment has emotion involved. Don't you embarrass me like that in front of other people. Don't you do this where discipline actually takes time to sit with the person and explain to them. I'm in some of y'all business right now. But... So you would rather act strong than be So I said, God, okay, how, how are we going to break this down? He said, Michael, if, if my people are going to get stronger, they're going to have to stop acting. They're going to actually have to be. You know when somebody is something, there's an authenticity that comes along with it. Like when somebody just is what they are, they don't got to act like they is what they ain't. I think that's a really, really, really good message to share because it is so fucking hard to, when you're a young parent, when you're a new parent, Mm -hmm. when you're a parent who's trying to break cycles and, you know, reoccurring trauma or generational traumas, you're not thinking of it that way. And sometimes your emotions do get in the way. But when you kind of have your awakening and you have your, you're opening your eyes and you're seeing the difference between consequences and punishment, I think so much can change. And you're right. Like that is, that's such a powerful message. I so agree with that. And also we have to be their parents first. We can't be their friends first. Right. And I feel like punishment is like a quick, this is what you get. Um, kind of thing where like a consequence is like, this is going to teach you an actual lesson, like a lifelong yes. lesson. 
And it's very hard to, when you're in the moments of parenting and you're so mm-hmm. frustrated mm-hmm. to not allow emotions to overtake you. Um, right. I do feel like Jackson's haircut kind of found, fell more into the discipline because I didn't let my emotions overtake me. I was like, you know what? This is just a consequence of the actions because until you, until there is something that is impactful, you're not going to learn from anything that I say. So I could sit here and I could yell until I'm purple or blue in the face. I could do all of this. I could have all of these big emotions. Um, but that is something that I'm also teaching Jackson that like you need to regulate your emotions and there's things that can upset you, but you can't allow your emotions to overtake you. So Will was having a conversation with him about, you know, parents and friendship and how it's really, really hard when you want your kids to know you can be their parent and their friend, Mm -hmm. but there's a time and a place for it. Right. 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 You have to be, when you're raising children, you have to be their parent first and their friend second. And there will be a time and a place later in life when you're no longer having to parent every single day. Um, Not that parenting really ever goes away, but you know what I'm saying? Like your child rearing days, um, then you can become their friend and that relationship changes and evolves. But me trying to be Jackson's friend is like not the move right now. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I think that's the same goes for myself and for Isaac, you know, like I want the best for him and I want him to be the best, you know, contributing citizen he can be. And, you know, I don't know. I think if we're their friends first, they don't take us seriously. And we don't know, you know, how that, I just don't, I don't know. It's a scary, and I get it. I get the parents that want to be their friends and they want that, but that's not, that's not the job. That's not the role. Um, Outside of that. Uh, this was in the Facebook group and (laughs) I know that you and I've kind of talked about this privately. Maybe we've talked about it publicly. Hell, who knows at this point, but it says my husband is always asking to do a quickie when the kids are distracted by the TV or playing together in another room. I don't want to do it when I hear the kids playing. I don't want them coming into the room. I don't want to be panic if one of them is crying. Plus I have 1000 thoughts going on in my head and I can't get in the mood. Am I weird? Um, when I can't get turned on when the kids are awake or is he the weird one that keeps asking? And I feel like I'm the person writing this. I know that you said that like you're okay with like trying to do quickies and stuff. That's just like not a thing for me because I thoroughly want to enjoy what I'm doing. And if I'm taking my pants off, it needs to be for enjoyment and not fear. No, I definitely think that like a quickie is not for my benefit. It would be for partner's benefit because I'm not going to get off that quick, nor am I going to get off with the kids outside the room like that. Screaming and like carrying on or like watching TV and like you hear the cartoons and the bullshit going on in the background. And it's like, no, like you need to get your face up here and not down there. And like, no, like this is not, this is not not a normal thing. Mm -mm. I, I bet you a lot of people do do this though. Yeah, I would imagine because they have to get it where they can. And I'm totally for that, but just like it's not for me. Kill, I feel like that you have changed your perspective on this. Like I feel like at one point this was no, for I you. Do. Yeah, no, I like quickies. I just like I'm not going to get off. It's for the other person. You're just going to get him off or her off. Yeah, yeah, because for me it's just I'm not going to be able to relax enough. But yeah, I'll do them. Mm. Get it where you can kind of thing. I'm not doing them because <laughs> – 
I'm not trying to get caught or like traumatize anybody, you know? Right. Yeah. No, I can understand that as well. And the thoughts of my child being in a traumatic experience because of my inability to be able to like keep my pants on is just like not something that I'm signing up for at this point in my life. Right, 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 right. Um, Another thing from the Facebook group, and I need a follow up on this from you with your kids because we talked about it a couple weeks ago. It says, Mamas, do you limit screen time for your kids? Not necessarily TVs or movies, but video games, Roblox, YouTube, et cetera. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I, t- I, I think we talked about this not that long ago, but I took the kids' phones from them and I don't. they don't have iPads or tablets or anything. They haven't for a long time. Um, I saw this TikTok a while back that I mentioned in either last week's episode or the week before that, where it was like, you have to force your kids to have a real fucking childhood. Mm -hmm. And um, if my kids want to watch something on YouTube, they have to ask me for my phone. And they, they typically don't like, I just, I just don't give my phone like that to my kids. Um, I'm not into before I'll be honest. I will be fucking honest. I was a silky mom and I did not care about screen time until I started seeing the opposite of a crunchy mom. And then there's like a scrunchy mom, which is like semi crunchy, a little bit of silky. Um, which but there one was am a period. I would say you're like a scrunchy mom. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm as crunchy as like what I used to be. I'm. I've definitely moved towards the scrunchy era. Yeah, same. I think I did too. And um, I didn't really realize the effects of screen time, but I noticed that when Creed got, he doesn't have a tablet or an iPad anymore. His behavior changed so much, and he doesn't really care about like the iPads and things. Like if we, if me or Nat give him our phones, he'll watch them. But like he's not constantly asking for an iPad or like freaking out over a tablet or like having meltdowns over it. So it's it's actually been really nice in that way. And it is hell for the first couple of days because they want it. Um, but once you break them of that cycle, it's it's it makes a world of a difference. And same for Isaac. Like I'm fine with him getting on, you know, playing Fortnite with Lincoln. But once, you know, they're off the game, they're off the game. They have to go outside. They have to do something. They have to find something to do in the house or outside the house. I absolutely love no screen time. But also, I think it's okay if it is monitored properly. Mm -hmm. And like this weekend, for example, Jackson did not have his phone, did not have any video games. But he does have an Amazon tablet that is – set in kids mode and he was not allowed to watch any videos or anything like that. But there was one show that he likes to watch. I think it's called like oddballs or something. And then an educational game. Some of you guys might know it. It's called prodigy. Um, It's like a, a math game and they play it at school. So it's an app that they do use at school. So I felt comfortable with allowing him to use it at home. If he's asking me math questions, I feel like okay with that. If that's Mm -hmm. what he's doing on it. Um, and I'll let him have it. Like if we're in the car, you know, going to and from a place, he can watch that little oddball show or whatever. But outside of that, no screen time right now. Um, I do think that it gets at a point in the year. I do think that we use the tablet more in the winter time, Mm -hmm. but once the weather starts changing and it's nice outside, I just can't get behind allowing kids to sit in front of a TV or behind a tablet or on a phone. It's like find something to do outside that you're going to be able to get fresh air up your nostrils and get some sunshine and 
just be in the elements, there's something to be said about that. Coffee Combos podcast is brought to you by Better Sleep. We all want to feel ready to conquer the day when we wake up. And when you've got a lot on your mind, it's tough to get the rest that you need. I am the perfect person to describe that for you. It's a struggle and you just don't feel great. So with the Better Sleep app, you can personalize a sleep experience that calms your racing thoughts and boosts concentration. In fact, Business Insider says Better Sleep is one of the most positively reviewed apps in the history of the Apple Store. I think that with the Better Sleep app, you can do different sounds like green noise, wind and trees, brainwaves, thunder. Thunder is absolutely my most favorite sound to sleep to. I think I've talked about that before, but they have over 200 soothing sounds and a range of smart features to help you sleep faster, deeper, and for longer. You can explore audio tracks from categories such as ASMR, if you're like Jackson, brainwaves, (laughs) meditations, stories, and more. And you can use a pre-made soundscape mix or combine your favorite sounds, color noises, and melodies from Better Sleep's expansive library to create your perfect mix. When you sleep better, you feel better. Improve your quality of life in as little as one week. Download Better Sleep from your App Store or Google Play. That's Better Sleep on the App Store or Google Play. All right, y'all. I want to share with you that recently I've been working on this very important project with a very short deadline, as always, right? And it seems like everything today is ASAP. I've not been able to keep up with my self-care routine as much as I'd like to. So not many meditations this week, no workouts, no breaks to have proper meals and decent amount of coffee on top of that. And I have been really stressed out for days at a time. And I started taking magnesium breakthrough, which is not only helping with my stress, but I am sleeping a hundred times better. If you guys have not heard of magnesium breakthrough, it is absolutely amazing. I actually got by optimizers not too long ago. And I'm super excited because I was already taking a magnesium supplement, but I was like, let me do something better. Let me take magnesium breakthrough. It's really helping with my stress and I'm sleeping better. So I just want to say that magnesium is actually responsible for over 300 body reactions and magnesium breakthrough is the only magnesium formula that delivers all the seven different forms of magnesium, each with its unique benefits. So this is awesome. You guys need to try it. And in addition, you can get the discount by using coffee combos. There's always an amazing gift with a purchase. And that's why we love shopping at Buy Optimizers. Go now to magbreakthrough.com slash coffee combos to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gifts with purchase. I literally, so the stomach bug ran through my kids first. My kids were, were, I was taking care of them. It was fine. I was healed. And then I got it right. Once I got it and my kids were better, they were kind of stuck with me in the house because what else are they going to do? I can't take them anywhere because I'm sick. So I te- I literally texted Kristen. I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday, but I said, I have to get my kids a play set. That's one thing that my kids I mean, Isaac up until 10 years old was playing on our playset. Like mm-hmm. I, I know some people have play sets outside and their kids like get over them. They're bored. They stop being used. Same for like trampolines and stuff. But I'm very lucky in that my kids, when I have a play set, they will use it until it falls the fuck apart. So I texted Kristen and I said, I have to get them a play set. They can like, I'm in here sick as hell, but they need to be outside. They need to be doing something. And you know, the inside stuff is only good for so long. Like, I get it. They they want stuff to do. They need to be outside in the sunshine and fresh air. I totally agree. And we live in an area where they can go outside and I don't necessarily have to watch them 
you know, obviously around the pool I do, but I don't have to like, I can literally sit on the couch and watch them from the window. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? While I'm puking my brains out. Yeah. Um, so I texted Kristen and I was like, I, I can't hold off any longer. Cause I was going to see if we can like customize a play set or something. And then I was like, no, I'll just get one from Lowe's, call it a day. Um, but yeah, they need to be outside. They need to be doing something. And I was an only child and I figured it the fuck out and I didn't have tablets or, you know, I told you guys the story about never having a game boy. Um, and so I figured it out and I, I feel like there was, I mean, I caught a bird outside one time. Uh, there was things that I did, you know, listen, I feel like even though we had toys that were probably meant to play with inside, you were not playing with them inside. Like you're going to, if you want to play with it, you're going to take it outside because my parents don't want to see or smell us. And if they can smell us, we're too close. So we need to get outside. We rode bikes. We rode scooters. Um, Mm -hmm. What were those like little peg? It's like a, um, what do you call it? Like people knock their vaginas on them. Pogo sticks. Yeah. Pogo sticks. Skip um, it. Skip it. Yeah. We had all of that stuff and we played outside until it was time for dinner. And then you came in and you had dinner and you took a shower and then you got your ass in bed. Yep. Sounds about right. I don't know if I showered before, but you know, my babysitter would call me in and I'd go in. I think I also swim in like lakes and ponds and stuff like weird places I probably shouldn't have, but we figured it out. I do want to know from parents who are listening to this, do you make your kids shower before bed every night and do they shower before school? No, my kids shower before, my kids have to shower before bed every single night, but I don't, I have too many kids to shower in the morning. So that could never happen. Yeah. See, I feel like it's an only child thing that I can get him up. He can take a shower. We're not sharing showers or anything like that. So it's just, it's easy. And I feel like it, it starts his day off. I feel better whenever I wake up and I take a shower and I get going about my day. I'm just like, okay, wow. Like I actually have it all together and it it feels really good. Speaking of showering though, um, can you tell me about this thing about, uh, your vagina and like what it looks like down there? (laughs) What? Hold on a minute. Is (laughs) what? It's from the Facebook group. Oh, it's about your vagina people and like what say, it looks like down there. People say, don't worry about what your cat looks like down there, but what it smells and tastes like. What does everyone do to make sure it's a-okay down there? I get super self-conscious about any sort of abnormal smell. I also do. And I thought I was the only person that was constantly worried about like pH. You know, you want to make sure that you always like don't have an odor. I feel like like... Men don't have, they don't worry about that stuff and women do. Um, yeah, I agree with this, but my. What do you mean men don't have to worry about it? You men never don't give smelled a fuck if like they're... a bad dick. I mean, yeah, but like they don't, all they have to do is wash it off. Like girls have like, they could have pH, they could have yeast, they could have, um, you know, all kinds of things that fucking sucks. I don't know if you remember this because Jackson, he, Jackson's 10, right? Mm-hmm. There is a period after birth mm-hmm. where you're still healing, maybe still bleeding, but maybe on the end, the ending of bleeding after mm-hmm. postpartum bleeding where it literally smells like a dead body down there. Wait, what? Let me Google it. Who told you about this? No, this is a thing because it happened to me after I had Creed and I was absolutely fucking mortified and I was wait 
freaking out. Hold on a second. Let me Google smell. How, what would I even Google? Like after odor. Odor. After birth. birth. Vagina odor. After birth. Vaginal. It's There's like a name for it. Vaginal. Is it vaginosis? No, it's not an infection. It's no sort of, it's called lochia or lochia, L-O-C-H-I-E. And it's the vaginal discharge that you have after giving birth. It contains a mixture of blood, mucus, and uterine tissue. It has a stale, musty odor like menstrual period discharge, and it can last several weeks. This happened to me after cream. And when I tell you that I cried and cried, I was like, is this what I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life? Like I was mortified. And I also had like postpartum rage. And so I was like so upset. I was so pissed off. Yeah, but this is like a thing. And like men don't have to deal with this. If their dick stinks, they literally just have to wash it. Ew. Like, but like a woman could wash their cat and it could have yeast and still stink or she could wash it and it's BV or she could wash it and the pH is off or she could wash it and she has this. Like I feel so bad for women. First of all, if I smelled someone that had like stinky dick, I would just like be pissed off and would never probably touch it again. <laughs> um, just like shower yourself and be aware. But you are right. Women do have – way more options for smell down there. So I can agree with that. It's been some time since I had Jackson, but I don't remember any of that or like having an odor or that type of like discharge or anything. Um, But also I will say too, when I went to the bathroom, I used that Peri bottle for so long that like maybe I had it and I just like was washing it away and didn't know because like I would be like peeing, like stream coming down and like squirting that thing up there because like I was trying to get like everything out. Okay. That makes sense. So that's so, like, maybe that's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. I don't really remember it with my, with my other kids, but Creed specifically, I remember because I just going through it after his birth. Um, about smell and taste. Is there anything, any tips or tricks that um, you have that you would like to give the kitty gang? I don't have any tips or tricks because I haven't really had an issue. Um, I have a tip. What's a tip? Um, Okay. So do you use vaginal suppositories? Mm, I haven't. Should I? I just want to know how many people use them. I actually, I'm not going to say who told me, but because it's kind of funny. Um, and she was so open about it and I really respected her for it. I love you. Shout out. You know who, you know who I'm talking to. Um, she was like, get, I think she, boric acid suppositories. Okay, yeah. So there's two different kinds and it's from this one brand that I use. It's called Love Wellness. Okay. And I think it might be like low Bosworth or something like that. It might be her brand, but they carry it at Target. You can also get it on like Amazon or whatever. And I think it only used to be available on Amazon. And one of my girlfriends told me about it and they have like the um, wipes, the pH balancing wipes. They have um, the killer. It's the boric acid suppositories. But then they also have this other one. Um, it's in a green package and it is for like flora, your flora. And um, it's like for good bacteria and mm-hmm. it's a vaginal suppository. You can get you can get them like separate or you can buy them together. 
And those things are great. Like sometimes, I mean, I don't even know that I need to be using them, but we know that like I'm extra about everything. So sometimes, I don't know, I might just like take a shower and just like put one in in case. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I've never used them. I think I bought them one time because I was going to try the boric acid ones and then I never ended up using them. Um, I used to have like chronic issues with BV because of my partner always cheating on me um, and not being wearing protection, which I think I've talked about before. And I always had to go on this fucking thing called Metro. It's like an antibiotic Mm -hmm. Um, before I knew, hold on. It's called Met. Let me Google it. I know Metro, Metro Nidazole, Metro Nidazole. And that is a, um, it treats like pH imbalance and BV. Um, I do think though, people who struggle with pH and BV that like, if it's, if you don't get it under control, I think that it's really hard to like get out of the cycle of having it. Oh yeah. Well, once I left my partner, I never had a problem again. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what my experience was. Um, I actually never like have anything like that or had, had never had anything like that or like UTIs or like anything like that. And, um, that's what like tipped me off to the cheating with suburban dad. Mm. Oh, that's the worst. That's how, you know, that's one of the, I mean, that's one of the reasons you figure you can figure it out because you're like, wait a minute. I know how clean I am. I know I have OCD about my body and what I smell like and my hygiene and things like that. But when you, when something is off for the first time in a long time and the only new thing in your life is a partner, you got to look at the partner. Well, and you know, probably a lot of gaslighting that was going on, but to tell me that, you know, one person has a more acidic pH and that's why it's maybe like throwing off my pH. It's like, no, you're just dipping your dick wherever places it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and lots of places that it shouldn't be. So it really has nothing to do with, it actually does have a lot to do with your pH, which is now thrown off mine. So you can fuck yourself. Shut the fuck up. And to tell me that my doctor doesn't know what she's talking about, it's like, okay, well, I'm glad that I've trusted this person with my vagina since I knew I had one. So I'm going to probably trust her more than I'm going to trust you. And I can't trust you as far as I could throw you. And that damn sure ain't far. So, um, yeah, just don't be dealing with crusty men that want to throw off your pH, honestly. Honestly. All right. Shopping for clothes is a compromise sometimes. And it feels like sometimes you have to choose between saving up and paying these crazy prices or having something that's like fast, cheap fashion. And that is why we have found something that you guys are going to love. It is called Quince. And my pajamas that I was wearing yesterday were from Quince. Quince. Mm. My slippers that I got that I've been strolling around in, taking those things for a ride. Quince. I have the slippers too. You do? I have the gray ones. I got the, um, they're like camel okay. colored mm-hmm. ones, yep. but super, super cute. And with Quince, you can get high quality, timeless pieces without paying luxury price tags. And I've washed my pajamas 
so many times and they still feel brand new and I absolutely love them. So I also have some home items. I got the down comforter and I got towels. I got the towel set and oh. I'm obsessed. So I got the, I did all white because you guys I'm know. I'm jealous. I know. And I do have the slippers as well. I have the gray, uh, the gray waffle ones and I just love them. And if you're wondering how they do it, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to you. So what's even better is Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes. So you guys can feel really good about the high quality items that last longer. Shop with Quince today and discover the affordable luxury that you deserve. Right now, go to Quince.com com slash coffee to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash coffee for free shipping, 365 day returns, quince.com slash coffee, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash coffee. Um, I saw this in the Facebook group and I was reading and absolutely appalled. First of all, it's from an anonymous person, but I just want to say if you're ever writing in to something on this podcast, you never have to tell us to keep your name anonymous because we will. We will. <laughs> um, it says, I'm in the process of getting a divorce due to the below messages that were sent to another woman by my soon to be ex husband. Thoughts on this? He now says he wants to be with me, et cetera, but I can't get over these. He said he didn't send them and that he was hacked. Now, the tricky part is that the messages were sent to my sister, who is 10 years younger than me. What would you do? I feel torn because we have a child who loves when we are together, but I don't know if this is something that I can get past, honestly. By the way, these messages were sent recently. My sister is now 22 years old. So the messages start, okay, first, I want to start by telling you I love your sister to the death and I am so attracted to her physically, but she does not and cannot believe that because she doesn't like herself. I try to tell her all the time, but it doesn't work. You know how, you know, her jealousy and attitude at times can be a lot. And that is the only thing that makes me not attracted to her and makes it hard for me to be able to feel like I can tell her anything or be honest about anything because she judges right away and gets pissed at the little things. Even if I'm trying to tell her something simple, I can't really go out with her because she gets jealous, mean to any girl that is in the same building, even if I don't notice them or have anything to do with them. Um, Thought of you as someone who I could talk to and relate to because you have been through a lot of things that I have and I'm more like you than your sister when it comes to outlook on life and being able to have real fun. So I've always thought of you as my little sister that I would be there for whenever you needed to talk about stuff that parents, grandparents, or I'm going to leave the person's name out, wouldn't understand. And I feel like we did that whenever I saw you and you were younger and we had some great conversations. And so here comes the crazy part of where you can tell me to fuck off. He tells her that he wants to make her scream and feel so good that her legs shake. I can't tell you how hard this is to admit, so I finally had to build up the courage to tell you this to see if you understand. I haven't had good sex in years, and when I do have sex with her, I fake it or just think something else for to keep her from getting mad. I wanted to find out it and would want to see what happens if you give me a chance to show you how good I can make you feel and make you scream like you never knew you could until your legs shake and you get so wet that you forget about everything else. I want to lick you all over your body and then the messages are cut off. So There's no way that – no. Okay. So here's – I have some problems because in the message it says (laughs) he now says he wants to be with me. So what was his story before now? 
was he hacked before? Like he was he saying he was hacked prior to this? Because this doesn't make sense. Secondly, I'm just going to tell you, ladies, including Kale and Lowry, if any man tells you after my last bamboozling, if any man tells you that they have been hacked because of messages that are going on like this, whether it be on an iPhone, a tablet, Facebook Messenger, Instagram Messenger, you're delusional. Like I he agree. was not hacked. I agree. Um, this was legitimate. And also I'm an investigator. Okay. So I can know someone's writing style. So I just want to know if this woman like was reading this and felt like this was something that he was saying, you know what I'm saying? Like when you know someone like that and you read something that they wrote, it's like, okay, I know know that Mm -hmm. that was them. Right. Yep. Mm Mm-mm. No, mm-hmm. I, I, I leave him because he now says, so it took you catching him in a situation like this for him to now say he wants to be with you. That's number one. Number two, read the fucking room. Was it him or was it not? Are these the, the way that he is? Are these messages something that you could picture him saying? Because I know how Elijah texts. I know how Chris texts. I know how Javi texts. I know how Joe texts. I know how they text. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I know what they would say. I know their tone of voice. I know mannerisms. I know all of that. And I'm sure they could say the same for me. Um, I also want to just say that being in the process of getting a divorce is a great thing for you because if he could do this with your sister, he could do it with absolutely anybody. I don't think anything would be off limits. And any man that is sending messages to someone's sister, they're with one of the sisters and they're sending the messages to the other sister about making her leg shake and how he wants to lick her all over. Like, no, absolutely. That's an unforgivable. I'm sorry. That's just like unforgivable. When Suburban Dad cheated on me and the ex-girlfriend sent me like all of the messages and stuff, I knew it was him talking because I – like it was almost like when I was reading it, I could hear his voice saying it or typing it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. 100%. (laughs) It's like one of my exes was like, (laughs) oh, um, no, that was – he came up with some like crazy elaborate story about like – this girl told him he was she was in love with him, but she, he didn't do nothing about it. And the sister was calling him. And I'm like, no, I literally saw the messages. That was you. Like, you did that. Like, I didn't even have to be there. Like, we're – you lost this trial. Like, you're guilty immediately. Like, I don't you need a jury to convict you. Like, you are guilty. Um, I also think it's very hard whenever you have kids involved and something like this happens because even without a child involved, I think that when you have been cheated on and you're not fully emotionally out of it, um, if you're not careful, you find yourself justifying actions of others that you know is not even a logical justification, but because you're not emotionally out of it enough you start justifying things in ways that don't even make sense. So Mm -hmm. I know for me and something that I've worked through in therapy is believe it the first time when you see it. Agreed. And you don't need to justify mm -hmm. actions of others when they're grown adults and they chose those actions. You need to look at it black and white for what it's worth and not try to read too much into either side of it. Right. I agree with that. 
Um, when you do have a child involved, I feel like it is a lot harder to make the choice to leave, even though things can be so toxic and you know that it is in your best interest to leave. I can confidently say that if you are unhappy in something and you have a child, I am a big advocate for trying to keep a marriage together. We know that I've talked about this before, but at the point that it is to your detriment, the other person's then it's also a detriment to your child. So you have to pick up the pieces, realize that this is not the way that you wanted the cookie to crumble, but unfortunately it's the cards that you were dealt. Mm -hmm. Agreed. And also um, any person that is with you, has a child with you and would send messages like this to your fucking sister, Earl had to die. Oh my God. Is that a song? I feel like I remember that. (gasps) Those I'm black eyed peas tasted all right to me. I'm gonna leave when I leave this office and go to Walmart. I'm gonna listen to Earl Had to Die. Can you take a video of us of you listening it for us? Yeah, I will. I mean, yeah, just do not judge my presence today. I'm literally coming out of a stomach bug, so we're just not. I'm thankfully I'm going to Walmart and not Target because I look the part for Walmart today. <laughs> Goodbye. Okay, this is some some wisdom that I want to leave everyone with before we get into the foul play because we know that like brain cells are lost once we get that far. It's a quote that I saw. It says, nothing is weird about me. If you rub me the wrong way, I'm either doing two things, speaking on it and or removing myself and revoking your access to me. I don't move weird. It's very black and white with me, no gray areas. And um, that is on healing because I am that exact same way. I'm, I try to be better about speaking on things and like letting stuff ride and just knowing, you know, a situation for what it's worth and like removing myself and revoking access. But sometimes I might be called off character a little bit and, um, Jesus isn't in the situation, so I need to speak on it sometimes. But I thought that that was very wise. I feel like that really, really, I can relate to that as well. So I'm trying to do better on speaking on it. Not every single thing that my baby daddies and I fight about needs to be speak spoken on. Um, and also, just every time someone pisses me off, I don't need to speak on it. Just remove my access, remove people's access to me. Absolutely. Power in the pause. Okay, foul play. Let's do it. <laughs> Here is a good old foul play. When I was in college, I was just starting to talk to this guy on the basketball team. Meanwhile, I had lingering feelings for a guy on the baseball team, but I wanted to focus on the basketball guy. Those are two different kind of men. (laughs) The guy on the baseball team had a barbecue and I, of course, attended the barbecue. One thing led to another and I ended up in his bedroom, silly drunk, and remember nothing. I woke up and immediately had basketball guy come pick me up, (gasps) still drunk. My friend tried to talk me out of it, but I didn't listen. I was wasted off my ass when we got back to his dorm and he noticed all the hickeys on my neck. Mm. He let me stay the night anyway and got me a spray and made sure I was safe. To top it off, that night I was so drunk I peed in his dorm bed. Freaking embarrassing. He took me home in the morning and neither of us said a word. We ended up working it out and dated for the next four years. P.S. We aren't together anymore. He moved back to his home state, Texas, and I stayed in Kansas. This is the only podcast I listen to. I... I wonder if he didn't say anything, even though he noticed the hickeys, because he probably was also hooking up with other people at that time. Okay. It could be that, or it could just be that the baseball guys is skis and took advantage of someone's not so great state. And the basketball guy was just like a kind person. He saw the hickeys and he was like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, 
take care of her, make sure everything's okay, get her this Sprite and um, like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe he just liked her enough that he could overlook the hickeys. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to overlook hickeys. Like if I see that you have hickeys, um, I'm going to immediately find out who the hickeys are from and this is not going to end well. Immediately. Immediately. Um, I hate that you guys aren't together anymore, but I do think it's for the best. Oh, it's definitely for the best. Never also, look back. thank you for being the only podcast that you listen to. Um, we also do have other podcasts, though. So if you're interested, like, <laughs> you can listen, listen to, to our other ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, ladies. This is still traumatic, but I can at least get a laugh out of it now. In 2019, I was organizing the top cabinets in my kitchen, and I'm only five feet tall, so I had to use a stool to reach them. My dumbass decided to use a four-legged bar stool instead Mm -hmm. of a step stool. I was standing on it. When I shifted my weight, the stool came out from under me and I landed with the stool leg in between my legs, not up my (sighs) cat, just between my legs and all my weight down on the stool leg. My vag immediately started swelling and I had to go to the ER. (gasps) It was so embarrassing and it seemed like none of the nurses or or doctors believed me when I told them what happened. They gave me pain and scheduled an appointment for me to see one of the gynecologists on that Thursday. This was a Monday. To make a long story short, the following night, I was in so much pain. I was rushed back to the ER where they told me if I would have waited 12 more hours, I would have been in full-blown sepsis and the infection I have had could have killed me. They kept describing it as blunt force trauma. I was in the hospital for a week getting antibiotics. I couldn't close my legs, so I was spread fucking eagle <gasps> for a week laying in that hospital bed. Moral of the story, use a step stool and stay away from bar stools. That is awful because How I know do some- you get sepsis? Probably because it it probably broke skin because she said she was swelled uh-huh. so bad. And then some sort of infection from the bar stool. I would imagine <sighs> even like a little tiny scrape or um, because I have a, a girlfriend who she actually got sepsis from having like a mommy makeover. And she almost died. Like if she would have waited one more hour, she would have died. Um, So sepsis is nothing to fucking play with. Um, I'm wondering how they didn't catch that like sooner, but that's insane. I'm so glad that she's okay. And I hope that she doesn't have any like long-term effects from it, but that's terrifying. Um, The biggest thing that I got out of this entire story is that we all need to be more mindful to not be climbing on cabinets because it is not abnormal for me to like go to put something away that I don't use like regularly, but I use and it'd be like at the top of my cabinets. And I just like launch myself up on the countertop. I'll be like swinging from the kitchen cabinets, like trying to get something up there. It's so dangerous. And I oftentimes think as a single person, if I fell and something happened, like I need to order a life alert for this house to wear around because if I did fall, what would happen? Like if I busted my head wide open and this is a regular thing that I do, like I'll be like in my closet doing it or in Jackson's closet, the kitchen, like all over the place. I was in fifth grade and Julie was cleaning off these bookshelves, like dusting off these bookshelves Mm -hmm. and fell backwards off of the bookshelves cut the back of her head open Mm. um, and my dad like found her or something. So I do think that it's probably like a common thing that like shit like this happens. Um, Most people don't get like vagina sepsis, but like (laughs) I do think that that's like a freak accident, right? But like stuff like this does happen. 
No, I mean, when I was pregnant with Creed, I fell down the steps and broke my ankle. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And also when I was um, a kid and I was vacuuming, remember my hair got stuck under the vacuum and I was just laying there until my mom got home. So basically, are we just saying that we just need to be fucking degenerates and just do nothing? We just need to be careful. We don't need to be domestic anymore. We don't need to be dusting off the cabinets or anything. Like let <laughs> just wait for someone else to do it or wait for someone to come to the house. Because let the dust dust. Let the dust settle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I cannot wait to see you in a couple of days. I really hope that you make your flight. I hope that your diarrhea is gone. Um, I hope that I can't mine wait is- to tell you the story. Um, that happened. I'm going to tell you in person because I need them to film your reaction. Okay. Well, this is perfect for me. I can't wait to hear. Um, (laughs) I love that. If you guys have not subscribed to the show, you can do that by searching the purple podcast app, type coffee combos, click subscribe, click the start, leave us a written review. You can find us on pretty much every other podcast app, always first at podcast one and make sure that you follow us on Instagram. If you have not yet at coffee combos podcast, and if you have not subscribed to our telegram, you can find the link in our bio on the podcast Instagram for that. I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. See what's screaming all month long during Pluto TV's April Ghouls. Watch hauntingly good movies like Evil Dead and Cloverfield or terrifying shows like The Walking Dead and Nosferatu. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.